We are in the middle of a series that started last week titled No Longer, in which we're walking with Zechariah, uh, who was a prophet writing as, as Judah was returning from exile, from being scattered throughout the Babylonian Empire as slaves, and coming home and looking for a new future and looking for God to do something new in the midst of this return home. And so we're, we're looking at, at Zechariah's words, and we're also looking at how Jesus uh, shows that deliverance even more magnified uh, than those hopes that Zechariah initially is writing of. And so last week we talked about no longer guilty, uh, and that the scene of, of being able to stand before God and God taking uh, the old garments off and putting on new ones and declaring you clean, uh, and this kind of festival celebration hope, uh, and that you might have things in your life that are hard that you want to get past that you can't forgive yourself over or, or something that someone's done to you. Um, and what is it to hope that God might forgive? And that how do I actually believe and trust in that and go forward from that? And so this week we're going to talk about no longer just surviving. And so we're going to talk a lot about suffering and endurance and, and what do we do in the midst of suffering and what is God doing in the midst of suffering and suffering is one of those easier topics of we can see suffering everywhere. Uh, it's easy to find problems in the world. And in fact, uh, we had uh, some baptism classes on Zoom, as you do in this current age. And we, we, we asked some of, of our youth that were in there, hey, can you just list what are some things that are wrong in the world? And that's an easy list to put together. And what's interesting, though, is we often have different kinds of lists. And we all have different eyes to see different kinds of struggles and different kinds of pains. But it is not easy, uh, it's not hard to find the, the struggles. Uh, it's, it's, it's harder to find where that glimmer of hope and where that life is coming in the midst of those struggles. And so what does deliverance look like in the midst of a world suffering so much? And so uh, I want to point out that in the midst of suffering, your initial thing is just survival. And that's completely understandable. That's human nature. That's, that's I got to survive. Uh, I got to live. I got to find another way to the next day. But in the midst of suffering, eventually you start wondering, why is this happening? What's, wh what, what do I do with all of this pain and the suffering? What is God doing in the midst of this? And so we all have to find some way of understanding what to do with grief and suffering and pain. And so uh, I, I can't help but think about, you know, exercise in the midst of struggle and pain and, and, and the difficulty uh, that we sometimes experience in life. Uh, when I was growing up, I was, I could jump, I could, I could sprint, but because I was tall, when they kind of enlisted a bunch of people to join the track and field at our small private school, say, hey, we need some help. Uh, they're like, okay, you, you're tall, you're long. Hey, you run the long distance. Never mind whether I had any skills at that. Uh, wait, you, you have asthma? You know, you don't, you don't fit the bill of the marathon runner. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I got thrown into running a more long distance, and you're like, man, I can't do this. This isn't me. And I remember, like, one of the only track meets that I was a part of, because I was usually in other sports, uh, I remember running the race, finishing it and veering to the right, unlike everybody else, and just going right over to get the inhaler <laughs> to survive. And we all have those kinds of moments where 
I don't care about celebrating or looking at what my time was. I just need to make it through this moment. And you might be in that stage of your life about something that you're just trying to survive and you, you don't have the ability to kind of step back and think and reflect about what's happening. Uh, but many of us, maybe that suffering goes on for so long that you start wondering, what do I do with this? How do I, why is God allowing this to happen to me? Uh, and you might be in that place with us today. And so uh, the, the message that I want to share today uh, from Zechariah and from the Gospel of Mark is a message about what is endurance all about. And I think uh, we sometimes have a misunderstanding or, or maybe we use a limited version of endurance. But I'm going to suggest today that endurance isn't about maintenance. Endurance is about refinement. You think about that running metaphor. Uh, you do all these practices. And it's not just about so I can just only do the same time. You keep working hard to train yourself to be able to do something even greater, even faster, even more the next time. Um, but sometimes when struggles come our ways, we just kind of want to you know, close off and stay the same. And when is this pain going to end so I can go back to the way things used to be? But endurance is about refining ourselves, not just maintenance. And so Zechariah is writing, and he's talking about a time in which the, the land of Judah went into exile and it was scattered and, and they lost the lives of so many of their friends and loved ones and family members and they were taken into exile. And when Zechariah kind of poetically writes about this, this, this time, he goes on to talk about, I will put this third, this third of the people that survive, I'll put that third into the fire to refine them as one refines silver and to test them as gold is tested. And God, through Zechariah's words, he's talking about God, not just, you know, some people survived and they made it through, but that God is going to do something in the midst of those people who are still left, that God is going to use that to refine them, to make them into something even better than they were before that moment happened. And I, I was talking to a, a pastor friend recently uh, who was using a metaphor that I couldn't help but want to share with you. And he's talking about making a cake. And he's like, you know, we don't complain too much when the eggs are getting cracked and we're, we're whisking stuff around and we're putting it in the oven. But you sure like that cake at the end. And there's something to the process of struggling uh, and being refined like, like gold and silver in the fire that the pain of those struggling moments are really, really tough. And it's hard to have a sight towards what that refinement might look like, what that celebration might look like in the end once this pain is gone and done with and over and, and victory is for everybody. And so um, we're in the midst of pain and struggling, and that makes it hard to hope for what might be, be, be done in the midst of that. And so I want to talk about, a little bit about where our hope is in the story and that refinement process, because Zechariah kind of has one level of it, and I think Mark magnifies it, and the Gospels magnify it in Jesus. Now, you might, um, you might have recognized that Zechariah text, because that little snippet is used in, in Matthew and Mark, and uh, you, you hear it in the Gospels about, you know, I strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And so you might have heard that kind of phrase before. But Zechariah is talking about shepherds in his, his letter, um, and his, his talking about shepherds are talking about kings, you know, the kings of Judah, the kings of Israel, and he's actually really critical of the kings. 
And so for Zechariah, he's talking about the king of Israel gets, gets knocked out of the way and the people are scattered and they're taken into exile and, and they're, they're, they're leaderless. And God is saying, I'm still going to use you. I'm still going to work in you. Um, but you have kind of the disobedient, the, the weak, the, the bad shepherd image in Zechariah. But we have a very different kind of image when Jesus is taking this story on about himself uh, that there's a hope that, okay, the shepherd might be struck, but don't give up hope yet. You know, disciples stand firm because there's another part of the story to come. And so when Jesus talks about uh, this, this story, we can't help but hear it in the context of Jesus talking about himself, like in the Gospel of John, as the good shepherd. You know, that there are people that lead that, that don't care about those that they lead. But Jesus is the model of endurance through suffering, uh, the one who doesn't let you down, the one who goes the whole way to the goal, to the destination, who is willing to ask and say, you know, is there another path? Yet not my will, but yours, Lord. And so Jesus is sitting with his disciples, and they just had the Last Supper. They've gone to the Mount of Olives, and he's telling them about this Zechariah story. You know, strike me, uh, and, and they will scatter. And I love, like normal, you know, Peter and the disciples, hey, wait, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to be with you to the death. And there's a lot of hope and confidence in, in, in Peter there. And yet suffering is hard. And Jesus has to tell him, sorry, you know, before it's even morning, you're going to deny me three times. And we might have the best of intentions. God, I, I'm going to follow you faithfully no matter what. And yet times get tough and it is easy to scatter. And Jesus is the model and the example for us of the good shepherd, the one who doesn't scatter. And in John 10, he talks about, you know, hirelings, you know, people, you know, hey, this is just a paycheck. You know, the person that just is shepherding as a paycheck, he doesn't care about the sheep. Uh, and so when the wolves come, they're out of here. They're not paying me enough to take care of those sheep. But the good shepherd will lay down his life for them. And the good shepherd is close to the sheep. They know his voice. He can call them by name. In the midst of suffering and pain, do you hear God's voice? Do you hear God talking to you, calling you by name? That there's something personal in the midst of this, that it's not, you're not alone, that God will never forsake you in this, that God will stay with you uh, through this pain, and that God will not let you down. God will transform you and refine you, that no matter what the world tries to do to harm us, that God might renew that and help us transform our pain into something beautiful. And so I want to know, how, how are you responding? How am I responding? How do we individually respond to God in the midst of suffering? And we're all suffering in some capacity right now. Uh, there's definitely different layers and levels and amounts and all of that. But everybody's grieving over something right now. You might just be grieving not getting to see somebody that you, you love seeing. Uh, you might have lost a job. You might have um, lost someone that matters to you. Um, we're all suffering in different ways. And we can't control that pain and that suffering. Uh, but we have a hope that God might refine us and transform us. And one of the questions is, is whether we try to run away from that pain, 
Kind of like the disciples when, when, when potential danger came their way and they scattered. We might run away. We might hide. We might ignore it. But will you choose to embrace what God might use out of the pain that you're going through? And for some of us, that, that process might take a very long time. And it can take a long time for those wounds to heal so that you can use that story to help make a you know, connection with other people in pain, to help transform their, their lives and, and, and share how God might use uh, their pain as well. But will we run away from, from the pain in our lives or will we look at how God might be able to refine it and use it? You know, is God refining your anger right now? Um, sometimes being in, enclosed in a smaller space with the same people every day, uh, maybe your patience levels aren't the same. Uh, but maybe you're enclosed by yourself and maybe uh, your motivation and your kind of energy to, 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 to act might be suppressed in this moment. Uh, maybe your charity and your, your generosity is, is challenged in the midst of, you know, grocery store shelves being empty. Uh, maybe your desire for peacemaking uh, is being refined uh, in the midst of polar conversations on Facebook and, and, and in the news. How might God refine you and take this difficult moment to do something new in you, to make you a stronger follower of Christ when this thing, when this pain is, is moved on and the next pain comes? How is God refining you? And then how is God refining us? Whether that's as as the, as the world, as, as our country, as our state, as our city, as our families, as our church? How is God refining us in the midst of our pain and our struggles? Because remember, suffering and endurance isn't about maintenance, it's about refining. And it's easy, especially in the church, to, to experience some pain and hold, hold on and say, I can't wait till I just go back. But maybe God is causing churches everywhere right now, to have to struggle through some things, to come out on the other side, even better at following God into the world that God is calling us into mission for? How is God refining us as a church? How might we look different and more like Christ and in in the body of Christ on the other end of suffering? And there'll be new pains and there'll be new sufferings to work our way through uh, again in the future. Uh, but will we embrace this challenge in this moment to let God refine our suffering in this moment? I can tell you that one of the things that we experience in our, in our challenges and where we could use uh, God's refinement and, and, and opportunities are emerging in the midst of suffering is you're all experiencing this online, and, and we've never been online for worship prior to uh, this coronavirus outbreak. And we're looking for ways to continue our online presence with you. Uh, we know that at some point, whenever you know, on-site activities start picking up in different ways in different places, that not everybody will be as safe to, to show up on-site. And there are some people who are shut-ins even prior to all of this. And, and there are people that we can continue to minister to. Uh, but that doesn't just happen on its own. And there's opportunities to serve and to uh, use our gifts and to learn and to be trained how to help um, churches everywhere um, be online to continue God's mission to, to the world. And so those opportunities exist here locally just as they do in so many places right now. Um, and so maybe there's 
types of volunteering and, and, and opportunities to serve God that you've never considered that, that maybe God might be refining in you. You might be a, you know, a, a Sunday school teacher, a, a small group leader, and there's refinement there, right? You might have never done Zoom teachings before, um, but we're finding out more ways to teach, and, and suddenly you realize, oh, I can connect with some folks that I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to before. And so maybe God is in the midst of refining us individually, but also us as a church, as a state, uh, globally. And so may we actually embrace that instead of fleeing from it or just hoping we can get back to just the way things used to be instead of taking the opportunity to allow God's suffering to cause refinement. Uh, I want to pause there because uh, I, actually I'm glad that I used the phrasing there to be able to address this. Um, the suffering that we experience is different um, than what God is doing in the midst of suffering. And so the suffering that we experience May we accept that God might do something in the midst of that. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of the way sometimes people just want to invoke God just as a, the causal reason of all suffering and pain that you might be experiencing. Um, but in the midst of this pain and suffering we're experiencing, how might we say yes to God in the middle of that, that God might refine and use these difficult times to make us all better and more like Christ? And so I, I want to kind of close with uh, an image from Paul, and you might remember this passage, but Paul talks about the hope and suffering in Romans 5. He says, uh, we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. May you not just survive May you thrive in the midst of suffering because you are filled with God's love. Don't go through suffering alone. Find the love of God in the midst of that. Hear his voice, the voice of the good shepherd. Take heart in the midst of pain and trials. May God redeem our suffering and take it and use it to make the world more like God's kingdom. And so don't give up hope. Endure. And endure with the hope that the one who endured through death offers us life and an example of how to handle these difficult days. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we're all struggling in different ways, and I want to ask especially that those who have lost people that are close to them that they might be comforted in this time and that there might not be easy answers or easy resolutions, but I hope that they hear your voice in the midst of this time and I hope that they hear you calling them and that they might say yes to where you are leading them. Lord, I pray for, for those of us who are tempted to want to revert back to earlier, earlier stages of ourselves. Lord, help us to have a heart for who you are calling us to be. Help us to say yes to uh, being more like Christ and to be able to give up those parts of ourselves, those things that need refining, so that we might be more in your image. 
And Lord, we ask that we could do that not only individually, but Lord, that there might be others in our lives, others around us that might also say yes, so that we might see the visibility of your kingdom at work even more clearly, and that the future might give us hope, and that we might endure with you. Lord, it's in your name that we pray. Amen.